I told you if Jermaine likes it, <laughs> then I like it. Right. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Planet Firebomb Radio. Uh, it is me, Jamon, a.k.a. Aries Firebomb, and I am here with the amazing, the super fucking talented, my house son, my love, Brandon. Hello, 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 everybody. That was all dry. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is my first doing time doing a podcast. Uh, I'm doing great. Um, you know, it's been a stressful morning, but, you know, I got my water, hydrating. How about you? You know, same. It's like wedding shit and just a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Like, I have been up, like, kind of off and on since, like, five this morning for no fucking reason. So, yeah, we'll see how this day goes <laughs> no, listen, right listen, now. Today. Hello? <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, like, like I said, y'all, this is Planet Firebomb Radio, where we talk all things life, music, pop culture, nerd shit, the whole shebang. Um, I poached Brandon from another collective who shall remain nameless because they are irrelevant, but we're going to have a good time. Ain't that right? Yes, we are. That's right. <laughs> have a good fucking time. Um, so what y'all are going to expect from this podcast, uh, we're going to talk about pretty much anything and everything. Of course, since we are Black gay nerds, everything will relate back to that. Because, um, I mean, we make the world go round and we're just better. So there's that. Um, <laughs> and yeah. So Brandon, <laughs> tell everybody about yourself. Well, as mom said, I am... Uh, fantabulous Brandon. Um, I am a BAS graduate in information technology with my ATC in cybersecurity. I have to brag about that because I paid for it. Um, and also, you know, I'm a big ass nerd. Like Jamal said, you know, I take pride in um, technology and things related to that. So I'm, I'm always big on video games. With a hint of sports, you know, I get really intense when it comes to basketball, but we're not talking about that today. Um, but I love movies, too. A lot of action, stuff like that. Uh, I'm a book reader, music lover. It, the list goes on and on. And we're going to talk about all that shit in this first episode. And I'm so damn excited. So let's get into it. Like, so... By now, it is uh, Tuesday, April 4th, so the Spider-Man trailer has dropped uh, across the Spider-Verse. Did you get a chance to check it out yet? I did watch it this morning, and I was blown away, because you know how I feel about a certain somebody, but honestly, I may have to put them feelings aside and check this one. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I was gagged just how many spider people are in this fucking movie um it just looks amazing and the team has outdone themselves again i can tell i'm gonna be like glued to the screen when it comes out exactly and like the person that you don't fuck with is the same person i don't fuck with shameek moore yeah i said it because this motherfucker for, y'all, for those of y'all because for those of y'all who don't know this motherfucker, like, what was it, during 2020, he was sitting there talking mm -hmm. about, like, racism's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. He was like, racism's not a thing, and that uh, Rosa Parks should have just took a cab. Like, nigga, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was like, Ugh. anyway. But there's so many yeah. Easter eggs in that trailer alone. Like, I saw homages to... Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, um, that other one, Tobey Maguire, you know, Tom Holland. I'm so damn excited. Like, I'm such a Spider-Man fanboy, whether it's Peter Parker or Miles Morales or Miguel O'Hara. Don't really care for Spider-Gwen. I know that's blasphemous, but she's kind of just there for me. Like, no shade. Love Haley, though. Lo love Haley. Love Haley. But, you know, Spider-Gwen's mm -hmm. just there. Maybe I don't, maybe I just need to read more because all the comics I have read of Spider-Gwen, I'm just kind of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure. Are they making a movie about her? Because I could have sworn that she was getting a spinoff. She is. It's going to be a, a Spider like Women spinoff. And I'm excited about that because it'll have like Jessica Drew, hey. Silk, I'm I into think, it. and a few other folks. And it's going to be animated. So there's really no way they can fuck that up, honestly. Um, 
Right. And I think probably we'll see if I had to guess, I think with across the Spider-Verse, we're gonna see lots of like pathways to all of these other like spider projects that Sony has in store, that Marvel maybe has in store. Cause there's a rumor that um one of the universes that they go through and across the Spider-Verse is like a live action universe. So we'll see what that would like. truly <laughs> gag me if they actually went there and broke the, the fourth wall. I'm hello. Like the gag, because I because yeah. we know from like the trailer, um, the first one that came out that uh Peter Parker and Miles from the PS5 PlayStation games um are in there because mm-hmm. they were just like walking around or whatever. So I'm I'm excited. I am really excited. I am excited. I, I, it comes out in I hope June. They mentioned their you know for continuity purposes, like mention it in the game. That would be kind of sickening. I'm not gonna lie. It really would, and I think they probably will because Sony. And we can get into this once we start talking about games, <laughs> but Sony has been real secretive <laughs> about everything when it comes to like PlayStation Five, anything. So yeah, I've been kind of frustrated with them, but we can get into that later. Um, but the For reason sure. I wanted to talk about like Spider Man first and give him his props is because Blue Beetle's trailer also came out yesterday, and people are all like, "Oh, well, he's the first like Latino superhero to have his own movie." And I'm like, "Well, damn, Miles is right there. That movie won an Oscar." This is a black Latino. Right. The eraser. Like, right. how dare y'all? <laughs> yeah. But, but mom you know, is like, yeah. Yeah. But you know, Latina dad always loves to erase niggas. So mm, no surprise mm. there. Are you a Blue Beetle fan? Um, I, I I like the character. I'm not a massive Blue Beetle fan. I, you know, I may have like watched him in like Young Justice, like in a few years ago, but I didn't, I don't really study him like that, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the movie, but people were saying that, you know, in the comments that the movie, the, from the trailer at least, looked like a CW show and I couldn't agree more. It was giving that um, a little bit, um, you know, with the the, um, the CGI effects and everything. So I'm hoping, you know, as the movie gets closer and closer, maybe with a new TV spot or something, they've done some editing. But, I mean, it looks promising. I, I mean, I can't take Susan Sarandon seriously as a villain. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, child. I guess that's all I can say on that, really. You know, like, I I just don't really care for DC in general. And I have some friends who are, like, hardcore DC, like, fanboys and fangirls. And I'm like, unless it's, like, Catwoman and Poison Ivy and, honestly, Harley Quinn, I really do not care. Because nothing, like, grabs me. And, like, I should say none of the stuff that they put out as far as, like, projects go. Like, um, some of the animated stuff is great. um, But a lot of the live action shit. Oh, top tier, for sure. Yeah, the the animated stuff, like yeah, it's it really is top tier. Like I've always enjoyed a lot of the animated things, but when it comes to live action, I really don't understand how they continue to drop the ball. Like it's <laughs> I, I, I saw Black Adam when it was in theaters, um, with a friend for his birthday, and like they loved it, and I was just kind of sitting there like, this was an excellent <laughs> movie for like two thousand five. Like in high school, I probably would have got my life, but I'm a grown ass man now. Right. <laughs> like. After different insights, yeah. yeah, like I, <laughs> like I was more entertained by Ant Man one and two, and I can't stand Ant Man or Guardians of the Galaxy. But I would rather watch those I, than watch Black Adam. Ever. I agree. Yeah, for sure. You know the thing, Jamal. I, I when I watched Black Adam and I watched it by other means. I'm not say legally, um, but I'll say that uh, I just could not stand. Dwayne, I just could not stand The Rock. Like, he just got on my nerves the entire movie. He was just so corny to me. I don't know what it was. It was just giving, you know, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine without the effects. Y'all remember the cut. Truly. The bootleg. It was just giving that, and it was just bad. It was was terrible. It was terrible. And I'm sitting here like, you hyped this up for how many years, Dwayne? And and this was what we got. And then y'all played my boy Henry Cavill. And it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't understand. Like I know Warner Brothers in general just has a whole bunch of shit going on because they are massacring, you know, HBO Max. They're massacring Ugh. Cartoon Network. Like they're they even canceled like Craig of the Creek. Like 
come the fuck on. Like, so I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm going to yeah. need them to get it together. And now that James Gunn is over there, people are all are, are super excited, but I don't have high hopes. I really don't. <laughs> like, yeah. not at all. And, and, and I have to say something about that because James Gunn, listen, I mean, sketchy tweets aside, you know, that made me side-eye him. Mm -hmm. um, his movies, you know, I like the first Guardians. I'm not going to deny it. I love the first movie. Second first one was Ed to me. Yeah, yep. the first one was great. But the third one, I'm just I'm just crossing my fingers, you know, hopefully, you know, it's good. I mean, I've, I've heard that it's coming to close to three hours of runtime. But here's what my thing is, was that the direction he's trying to go in and hopefully it goes well, you know, for the DC fans. I'm not a big DC fan like I used to be. We'll always love Batman and Superman down, you know, Teen Titans especially. But um, the, the characters that he's highlighting to like start this universe, it's just very off to me. It's like he's giving the person who had one page in like detective comics from like 50 years ago, a whole feature length film or a special on HBO Max. What the hell? I'm just like really confused. And it's, you know, I mean, if y'all DC fans love it, then I love it for you. But honestly, it doesn't look like it's going to do much for me. And I can kind of see why he's doing that, because remember when the MCU started, they chose Iron Man to, you know, headline. And at that point, Iron Man was not a super popular character. Like the Avengers were the B squad compared to X-Men and like Fantastic Four. And now, you know, these are characters that people love, you know, Thor, Captain America, like all of those mm -hmm. folks. So I can get it from that perspective. But at the same time, it's just if the characters are already boring and nobody was talking about these characters, it's like, why dig them yeah. up from the grave? Like, that's what I want to know. <laughs> it's it's it's, you know, it's giving desperation. But hey, you know, I wish them well. <laughs> I, I wish them well. But like with Marvel. And I didn't know the cut for Guardians 3 will probably be close to three hours long. It's like, child, do I want to sit through that? Or am I going to wait for Disney Plus like I'm doing Iron uh, Ant-Man? Because I don't know. I, I don't know. And, you know, I love I love Will Poulter, you know, um, especially because he's, you know, anti-racism, anti-bullying. He, he looks like he's like a cool dude. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he does as Adam Warlock. Um, but at the same time, I was just like the costume choice to me, it looked kind of funky, but you know, that's James Gunn and his vision or whatever. Um, you know, I, would even like the high evolutionary. He's supposed to look like a goddamn robot and they got this man looking like RoboCop. And I think they even made a joke about that in one of the TV spots. Um, but <laughs> I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, I heard some rumor is that some characters are going to depart. The, the roster is going to change. I mean, he said that James Gunn said that years ago, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, honestly. So me too. Um, cause like I said, I am a Marvel fanboy. Um, I do yeah. love every, not, not everything that they do. Like I'm, I was entertained by phase four. Um, I didn't hate it as much as other people did phase five. I can't really comment yeah. on cause I have not watched, uh, Ant-Man yet. And, but I, I was super interested in like Jonathan Majors Kang until all of that shit came out that he's possibly abusive. So I'm like, well, damn, you know, what the fuck are we going to do now? Yeah. So, it's yeah, interesting that you, has definitely go ahead no sorry um i was just saying that that definitely has uh made me feel a type of way and um you know it's just very unfortunate because i was rooting for the guy you know so same and he's such an incredible actor so i, I was really excited to see what he was going to do with kang and all of these variants but now it's like damn what's gonna happen <laughs> you know like even yeah. if he's cleared of all of this stuff, it's just kind of like, mm, you know, thinking in the back of my mind, like, well, did he really like, you know, slap this white woman around? Like, He's definitely going to question it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so it's kind of yeah. it's it's very, and you know, whether she was a white woman or not, just the fact that he was abusive towards this person and then his raggedy ass mm -hmm. lawyers like leaking those texts. You know, let me just go back to this real quick <laughs> since we are a pop culture podcast. <laughs> These celebrities right. and their clown college ass lawyers, like how? Like who are the publicists? Like I'm sitting here, you know that's what I do. So I'm just sitting here like, 
do I need right. to like start pushing myself out there to be publicist for people? Because y'all are saying the dumbest things and it's like, this is not helping whatsoever. So, right. but anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, Marvel as a whole though, I have high hopes, especially as we go into, you know, Captain America four, there's rumors that like two major X-Men characters are going to be in that movie. Um, now that would be a gag. That would be a gag. So I'm like, okay, what's what's happening yeah. here? And I saw an article the other day that Captain America 4 is basically going to be like uh, a sequel to 2008's Hulk movie. Because okay. it has like all of these okay. returning characters from that movie in this. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Right. Especially because you don't got Mark Ruffalo in the bitch. But as we know, not as of right now. But <laughs> ciao. Right. We're going to see. But I'm excited to, like, see a lot of these characters, especially from Phase 4, like Moon Knight, She-Hulk. All of these people yeah. get the, like, big screen treatment because their shows were, were good. But I want to see what they do going forward. Like, I'm very intrigued with where the storyline goes in this multiverse saga. What about you? I I am very excited. Um, I see everyone's in the gym. I saw John, you know, getting ready to reprise his role as Punisher. Thank Father God, honestly, because I was worried that he wasn't going to get a callback. But I remember uh, seeing something about from his trainer, because his trainer don't give a damn. He, the trainer's like, I'm not under an NDA child. He's coming back. And, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was just very excited about that. And then I saw something about Vincent saying that there's gonna also going to be a season two of Daredevil already. And I was just like, ciao. I mean, y'all going to get a, a good like voicemail cussing you out. But honestly, I appreciate it. Um, you know, <laughs> everything moving forward is going to be great. Honestly, um, I think everyone is just being extra because they're not getting an end game quality film or TV show. Um, and I don't think Marvel needs to necessarily do something like that. You know, the part of the reason why people loved Endgame so much is because of the buildup that created that moment, um, you know, in those films. After years and years of, of you know, TV shows, um, like all those movies uh, aside and everything. So I, I think, you know, you got to you got to it's a slow burn, you know, to create those um, um I would say Titanic moments in those films, mm -hmm. you know? So I think they just got to be patient, you know, stop expecting like <laughs> a Thanos snap moment um, in the smallest movies, you know, secret invasion, for example, you know, looks amazing. And it looks like it's going to be some crazy shit going on in there. We got scrolls and everything. It looks like there's going to be a super scroll in there. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Marvel snatching all the girls up. You know, you got Amelia Clark here, um, who's going to be uh, Talos's daughter, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited, you know, and it's about time Samuel Jackson gets his thing. So I'm going to be looking forward to that. There's a lot of cameos in there. So I can't wait to see who was a scroll, who is a scroll. Um, but I mean, phase five, I think, is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't really agree with them spreading out the content the way that they have, but. Um, you know, do what y'all got to do. Y'all just fired a bunch of people. Some necessary, I would say, um, like that Ike man, that racist oh, bitch, yeah. um, go to hell, burn to hell. Um, so, you know, onward and upward. That's, that's what I always say. So I'm looking forward to everything. And that's how I feel too. Like, like you said, the MCU, that took like 10 years to build up to that level, uh, for end game. Um. So I don't know what people expect, like to have that same quality, like every single time, like you got to tell different stories. Marvel is huge and there's different ways to tell a lot of these stories. And I don't think people really appreciate that. Um, I think some of the yeah. comic book fans do more so than like casual fans, because, you know, the casuals are just yeah. kind of like, oh, we just want to see Thanos and we just want to see Captain America and all of this other shit. Like people were even complaining with Black Panther talking about, oh, well, they should have just recast T'Challa and just carried on with the storyline. Like, no, you got to process all of this stuff. You have to like really get feel for these characters and feel like these characters are real people, especially because you're going to be with them for so long. Like the average Marvel uh, actor is contracted for at least what three movies or three projects so yeah. 
you gotta really it used to be like, crazier but they i believe they dumped it down but yeah you're essentially yeah. right yeah so you really gotta like really hone all of that in and i'm excited for phase five uh secret war or was it secret invasions first yeah secret invasion first then secret, secret invasion wars. i believe i think echo is last but i think loki is going to come after secret invasion if i believe it's yep it's secret invasion loki and then echo and then i know at some point secret wars that's the movie um right yeah yeah so i'm excited for all of that like for this year alone though i'm really excited for um secret invasion and i'm excited for <laughs> the marvels uh i have been wanting to see a trailer for the marvels for so long because I love Monica Rambo and love I love her. Kamala Khan, like <laughs> Kamala. I love Kamala and Carol. She's there, you know. <laughs> but uh, I'm super fucking excited, and I just feel like they have been teasing this for so so long, and I'm uh, just like, Man. give it to me now, now. I know, I know. And then now we have to wait until November. <laughs> I know till November, but I'm like, ugh, okay. But speaking of like fall things in Marvel, Spider-Man 2 for the PS5, that is rumored to be out in September. Um, Tony Ooh. Todd, who is voicing Venom, has been running his mouth all over Twitter <laughs> and some tweet and deletes, talking about <laughs> promo and stuff is starting up like soon and all of that. I'm so excited. Like, do you have any like thoughts or like wishes for the game? I want it to be co-op. I wishful thinking, I know, but I want it to be co-op. Just be sickening to just have like Miles and Peter, just like you and a friend just kicking ass together. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. And it would, would draw in a lot of sales, more sales, I mean, than it's probably going to get. Um, but I feel like I, I, we spoke about this, like, you know, uh, uh, like a, a year or two ago, but with the Miles game, it's just like, I don't, I, why would I want to go back to playing Peter fucking Parker? Like, it's just boring. No shade mm. to, yeah, you know, <laughs> Tino, honestly. how can you go back to that? Like all the cool powers he has and everything, it's just going to feel weird, but I know that you're going to be able to play as both of them or whatever. So it is what it is, and I'm looking forward to the black suit. I'm sure we're going to get that. It would be nice to, to see, like, a, a symbiote Miles. I know that they've done that in the comics and stuff like that. I would mm -hmm. love to see how that looks um, with the both of them uh, duking it out. And I heard that Craven is supposed to be in it as well. Yep. Yep. Craven so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'm hoping and... that we get the Green Goblin tune. It looks cute. But... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I heard that, like, there's a rumor that there's supposed to be, like, even more, like, Marvel character cameos in this one, especially, be and the, the main rumor I heard is that this Spider-Man game is going to be connected to Wolverine somehow, which okay. would be interesting, especially because, you know, Wolverine is such a, it's going to be an M-rated game. They've already confirmed that, so... Oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I, that's going to be sickening. And I, I just can't fucking wait. Like, I have just been so thirsty for some good, like, PS5 games. Like, not to say that there hasn't been any good ones, because there really have been. Mm -hmm. Like, Horizon, Forbidden West, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed Forspoken as well. I know it got a bunch of shitty reviews in the West, but I think that's because okay. people just hate Negroes and hate Black women. <laughs> yep. Like the How game dare she be a protagonist? <laughs> right how dare she this light-skinned black woman with straight hair how dare she be a protagonist like child boo like i was just playing some of that earlier and i'm like the combat's really fun in this game like i don't see what the issue is but it is what it is it's just like any other square in this game to me but yeah child i'm so excited for like all the other stuff so that's why i'm you know now that e3 is dead <laughs> it's officially you know, I'm excited so for the um, showcase. But yeah, E3, you know, the last big thing I remember from E3 was probably the announcement or like the showcase for The Last of Us Part Two. Um, yep. And that was it. Like, other than that, E3 hasn't really been relevant for a while now, especially because, you know, with all of the leaks coming out all the time for games, and then also, you know, just uh, social media as a whole now, like there's so much to like talk about in real time 
and waiting months for E3, like it's just kind of like, eh. especially when you have like uh, Nintendo Direct and you have the PlayStation um, showcases that they do every couple of months. And then you have Xbox showcase, Xbox Bethesda. And I'm like, does anybody even really care about Xbox slash Bethesda anymore? Sure. Like, no, I sure. mean, it. Don't you have one? I mean, is it like a paperweight? Because <laughs> that's what it is. You know, I have an Xbox Series X and a Series S, and I don't play either one of them that much. I have Game wow. Pass. <laughs> uh, I have Game Pass, and Tim plays Dreamlight Valley on them. That's it. Okay. Dreamlight Valley. And then what I did is I turned my Series X, well, both of them, honestly, but mainly the Series X, I just use it for emulation purposes. So I go back and play old Dreamcast and like PS2 games and call it a day on there. Like that's that's what I use that my sounds- Xbox for. <laughs> like anything else. I mean, because Game Pass, it's a bunch of indie games and no shades to indie developers. Y'all work hard, all of that, but a lot of them just don't appeal to me. So I'm just yeah. kind of like, eh, whatever. And then like on PlayStation, I have, you know, PS Plus and PS Premium and all that stuff. So it's a lot of the, it's a lot of overlap, whether people want to admit that or not. So it's just like, why would I play over there when I could just play everything, you know, within my PlayStation? So. Right. It is what it is, Cheryl. Yeah. I mean, with certain games, you know, it just depends on the person, honestly. But I mean, there's some indie games I think over the years that I've enjoyed. I mean, you know, but I mean, to each their own. But uh, honestly, I'm just a triple A person. I mean, call me whatever, but I just feel like those games are the ones that truly draw me in, like the the God of Wars, the Horizons, the Devil May Cry, the Ghost of Tsushima. Like mm-hmm. those are the games that I generally play. I prefer single player games. I don't mind multiplayer games. You know, I love ki- um, kicking ass with my friends and stuff, but that's just usually what draws me in is those single player titles where you can feel like a badass bitch. So exactly and you want to know something blasphemous like i'm damn near at the end of god of war and i kind of just like stop playing (laughs) (laughs) like it's not a bad game it's just kind of like okay i think resident evil came out so i've been playing that um Mm -hmm. but like god of war it's it's great and like i don't really have any complaints about it it's just i don't know it kind of got to a point where i'm like all right let's wrap this up you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh, what did no, you think I about absolutely it? Get that. I'll tell you, um, honestly, God of War Ragnarok, it was better than the predecessor, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just so much to fucking do. I, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it was just, it's uh, honestly, I don't even think I've 100%ed that game either. Um, I definitely know I finished the storyline at the very least, but I think that's far as I could go because I think I spent like almost damn near two weeks playing that game. Um, there was just so much going on and I appreciate the time and effort created by the team and everything, but it was just so much going on child. And, you know, it was just an amazing story experience. It's a, it's definitely a father son story again. I mean, honestly, I love that narrative. Um, I'm looking forward to where the franchise goes in the future. Um, I'll definitely support them as long as I keep this format that they've been because honestly, that hack and slash shit, it just wasn't cutting it for me. So I'm glad that they went into the new direction that they have um, done over the last couple of years. Because God of War back in the day to me was just a straight guy game where you basically just press <laughs> circle and, um, you know, repeatedly press R2, R1. I'm just over it. <laughs> no, and, and you're right, because I didn't really get into God of War back in the day. And I have some friends who love it and swear by it. And it's just like, it's not bad. It just, it wasn't for me. And that's coming from someone who does like, you know, hack and slash stuff. Because I'll play Diablo and I'll play all of these other games. But I don't mm-hmm. know, back then it was just kind of like, all right. Because it was very like straight guy. It was just like fighting in titties. Like, that's all I remember from God of War. Basically, just, yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, no shade. And I'm sure that's great. People love that. But I was like, mm, okay. And I'm with you on like God of War, uh, Ragnarok, having so much to do. Like, I think I was talking to a um, mutual friend of ours, Emily. Shout out to him. Um, and that's I was just it. like, I have been playing this game for like three weeks now. And all I have been doing is like side missions. 
like there's so much so much going on I think that's why it took me so long to kind of like push through the story but yeah. I don't know I'm, I'm gonna finish it soon I said like I have such a big ass backlog of stuff because I would like buy shit on sale so I said I, I need to get through like more stuff this year so that's why I've been playing like uh Resident Evil 4 the remake so oh, much oh um which, <laughs> <laughs> I love it like I as someone who played the original Resident Evil 4 a lot on PS2 oh. I, I enjoy the changes like it really is a better game this time around but it's hard like some of this shit I'm sitting here like some areas I'm like okay you can just go through some enemies whoop, whoop, whoop. but then it's like damn okay I don't got no ammo I don't got no kind of gunpowder like I don't got no resource like what am I what am I doing here like what am I doing and right. now I'm running around with Ashley who's like heavy breathing every two seconds like girl do you need an inhaler like sit down like take a rest <laughs> <laughs> like do something but where are you at in the game? I'm as of this recording, I am still at chapter six. Okay, I am struggling. Uh, I had a little bit of help with chapter three because I hated that damn monster in the lake. And honestly, this was my first time playing Resident Evil 4. I had never played the original one because I just thought it looked corny to me. And I just knew that they were probably going to work on a, a remake eventually at some point in time. And then when the opportunity arose, I just went for it. It was well received. You know, I checked it out. It's definitely has scared the shit out of me. Um, having people who are infected with some plague um, <laughs> cussing me out, you, you know, uh, and, and chasing me and everything and calling me Kanye or whatever. Child, they they just getting on my nerves with them damn axes. And I, I think I just killed the Chainsaw Sisters. I think that's what they're called in oh. the game. Um, I'm not looking much. forward to the regenerative monster. I, I know about that. And I heard it has an uglier design than the original one. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just... I'm just terrified all around, you know. I, I get, I, I'm a punk, okay. I'll admit that, you know, I get scared a lot. I'll scream and stuff like that. So if you have, you guys ever see me streaming or something like that, and my camera's on, just know you're in for a good uh, laughing show. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to beating it. I just want unlimited ammo so I could just blast through everything. Period. Because like I am very much, especially when it comes to like survival horror games, because I will yell and scream too. And even I love like watching horror movies and stuff, but games playing them different. So I'm an easy mode bitch on when it comes to horror yeah. games. I will go through there, see what I can expect. And then That's once right. I get my unlimited ammo shit, I'll go through that thing again and just start blasting motherfuckers on like hard. Yeah. What you want about it, listeners, but that's the type of bitch I am. If I'm spending $60, $70 on a game, I'm playing it the way I want to play it, goddamn it. Like you getting this replay value <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> but like Resident Evil 4, like I I've been playing Resident Evil since like 1999. So Resident Evil 2, uh, one of my good friends, um, back in elementary school like her mom let me borrow resident evil 2 and that game scared the hell out of me on playstation looking back i was like this is so corny but <laughs> but i've always been a big fan of like resident evil and its ridiculous ass story so going into this like i didn't want to buy resident evil 4 at first honestly because i had bought resident evil 3 which was like one of my favorites and that remake it was good, but it was so short. You could finish that remake in honestly like two and a half hours. Like, yep. And I Same was with the so one pissed. Before that. Yeah, I, I was so pissed. I was sitting here like, I did not pay $60 to play a game I could have finished on PlayStation 1 in the same amount of time. Like, no. So, luckily, thanks to you and some other people who got me some PSN gift cards for my birthday, I was like, let me go ahead and just snatch <laughs> this up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no, but I'm having a good time. Um, it saddened me to hear, though, that one of the voice actresses, Lily Gao, who's playing Ada Wong in this game, uh, she's getting so much hate. She had to disable her Instagram and everything because of, like, That's of insane. course, these delusional ass fanboys and fangirls are in her comments being racist and calling her all kinds of, like, everything under the sun not even like criticizing her performance but just like her and it's like 
why do that? Like, if you're gonna comment on someone's page, like at least be constructive about it. But nine times out of ten, it's it's fucking Resident Evil. It's it's a Capcom game. Right. What Capcom it's game Capcom do you game. know is not campy or doesn't have like it, it's it's not they're not Naughty Dog. I'll put it that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, when Definitely it comes not. to the production values, so I'm like, I, you know that. This honestly shocks me because I, I think I saw like one article before today about that. And I was just like, but what could they possibly be upset about? Is, is it the fact that she's just an Asian woman? Like, That's what I'm trying to figure out because I'm like, I'm on chapter nine and I'm sitting here like, is she even in the game enough to like even comment on? I will say whenever she does, like the two times she has appeared so far, like she does have this weird like echo in her voice. You could tell that she definitely recorded her lines not in the studio or somewhere else. It sounds like it was recorded on like a cell phone or some shit. Like oh, it's shit. giving like yeah. I'm recorded that's in a bathroom fault. stall. <laughs> right. But I'm like, that's Capcom's fault. Like I think if anything, it's direction. But it's the same as like when people get these roles in movies and folks want to sit here and criticize and like be racist and shit like that. Like Take that up with the directors and the producers. Like, I'm just doing my job, the job I'm paid to do. Like, get out of my fucking face. But exactly. And and you know, it's funny enough because Ada Wong has been a pivotal character in the franchise since forever. If mm-hmm. anybody is a true Resident Evil fan, y'all just feeling too comfortable to be racist online. And honestly, uh, I hope y'all all get exposed and y'all lose your fucking jobs because y'all don't deserve nothing. Period. And it's like, how are y'all gonna be mad? that this Asian character is now voiced by an Asian woman and not a white woman. Like the last, however many times Ada has appeared in Resident Evil over the last 20 something years has been voiced by a white woman. And now Capcom is doing this initiative where they want like characters of the same ethnicity to voice them, which they should be doing great. But it's like, why are y'all, why are y'all mad? Like I swear like white incel nerd boys and like, or white adjacent incels, like the nerds and shit like they are the worst when it comes to just anything like pop culture gaming related or like comic book related yep it's so annoying honestly and i don't even think half of them are just fans of that of that because if they were they wouldn't get care they just love to just hate because it's a person of color on the screen Speaking of hating on a person of color let's talk drag race and lux Woo! Child. That's Child, <laughs> like, and listeners, I told y'all, y'all getting the full gamut. Like, this is what we talk about on a regular hopping just like this. So get into it. Yep. Um, first off, Lux was sickening as hell in the, Absolutely. Uh, the in the um blame it on the edit music video. Like she looked great. She the, the lyrics were great. She sang, she rapped, she is everything. And while like I will be cool with any of the four winning, honestly, her, Anitra, Mistress, Sasha. I am really, really, really rooting for Mistress, Lux, and Sasha. Like, I think those yeah. three are it. No shade to Anitra. Actually, yes, all shade to Anitra, because how are you going to sit here and do all this Vogue stuff and say, and, and throughout the whole season, but talking about... Vegas doesn't have a ballroom scene when there is clearly a ballroom scene because all the girls on Twitter was like, um, we ain't never seen you nowhere in Vegas. So let's oh. see. <laughs> News to oh, me, yeah. But it's like, like how you gonna sit here? Right. But it's like you gonna sit here and like, oh, I watch YouTube. So yeah, that's how I learned to vogue and all that. You didn't even attempt to seek out like ballroom, but anyway. But back to Lux. Over the years, you know, I've been watching Drag Race since it started and me too that was way, so yeah and you know yeah 2009 so you know like year after year it's always been some shit like when it comes to black queens who are confident and who are good like but it's never mm-hmm. any never that same energy for these white or white adjacent girls and it's it's frustrating as fuck yeah I, you know and it's funny enough because Earlier on in the season, there was a drag queen. I don't even remember her freaking name. And honestly, it's bad because she's relevant. Um, but this white queen who was on this um, drag queen's show and the, and the host seemed to like 
get her together a little bit. And she's also a white person. And mm-hmm. she basically um, was diminishing Robin's, uh, Robin from season 15's like entrance look and said that, oh, she just looks like abrasive or something like that. What the fuck does that mean? Exactly. Like, you know, what the like- And, you know, I am definitely a person who has talked a lot of shit to a bunch of different people, but I'm also a person who is there for people and who can back up what what I'm saying. And the fact that, you know, you've seen how I've been called aggressive and all this other shit. And it's like, why am I aggressive for calling you out on some shit that you should be called out on? Or if I'm stating an obvious fact, why does that make me aggressive? And, and I feel right. like Lux is having that same moment. Like she's confident. She she knows what she's doing. She knows her references. Rue absolutely loves her. And it's like, if she ain't going to win this, she's going to win an All-Stars, bitch. So get ready. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's, that's my thing, too, is that Lux seems very level-headed and smart. She's playing, you know, her cards right. I had no qualms with her this season. I didn't see her as an arrogant person that these working white fans left the child. They're so unbearable talking about and saying that, oh, she bullied Lucy. Y'all didn't give a fuck about Lucy LaDuca as the season was progressing up until her elimination. Then when she decides to go home and make a, um, and cry on national television as she's leaving, then y'all decided to do a Uno reverse card and then switch it on the black girl and say it's her fault. That just got on my fucking nerve, honestly, because Lux has been, consistent throughout the competition even as a baby queen if you is that's what you want to call her because she's just been doing it for a short couple of years but she has been um phenomenal to me even in her talent show you know it wasn't the best of that night but it was still great and people and she's been um consistent with her fashion runways and everything she's just a confident person and, and that is threatening to you especially when their person is black it just bothers me so much that people are comfortable talking like this online but y'all will never say that shit to her face i know that for sure because y'all are punk bitches exactly and she be getting them together on twitter and i love it because she straight up says that too. like you know you can say whatever you want but <laughs> I'm still that bitch. <laughs> she was so confident. She fell asleep on that cl- couch and plopped herself. <laughs> period. Right before the, the end of the season. I loved it. Like, period. And what I really loved about Lux, and I was so glad that they showed this in uh, the last episode, was um, how she has her family there. Because, you know, as Black folks, we don't always get, Black queer folks, we don't always get that support and love from from Jump. And the fact that she mm-hmm. did, and she was like, they are such an integral part of who I am. And they told me that I can do whatever I want. Like, I was like, I know that's right. And I was low-key jealous. I ain't even gonna lie. I was like, damn, just imagine. <laughs> like, if I had that support yeah. as a kid, like, I would be unstoppable right now. But, you know, that's what therapy's for, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> True, Um, But yeah, good luck to Lux and all the other girls um when it comes to i don't even know when they're doing the finale i know they just filmed it they they just filmed it yeah yeah um it's coming on the 14th i believe of this month is there is there a reunion this week i believe so i believe because i checked my tv guide it said no so okay so. so yeah so i mean there's gonna be that but um child i had to take a break from drag race like i didn't watch it all last season because i was like this is to be watching it for for 10 years, <laughs> 11 years, however many, like nonstop. And I was watching them all. I was watching UK. I was watching Canada. I was doing all that because Tim. Listen, loves... the fatigue is real, child. I get it. The fatigue is real. <laughs> and plus, you know, how we met was in the damn, the biggest drag race group as admins on Facebook. And yep. them white twinks was getting on my fucking nerves, child. So yep. I had to take, I had to take a step <laughs> back, but. I picked a good season to really jump back into it because I had been pleasantly surprised by everyone. Honestly, the only queen I don't didn't really care for this season was Lucy. Yeah, I agree. Um, everyone in the top four deserves to be there. I'll stand by that. You know, Lucy LaDuca, um, you know, child, you know, I have a thing about Italian people. No, no shade. Um, just some of them just seem a little racist to me. Um, yeah. But um <laughs> that's just from personal experiences mm-hmm. um but with her um you know she just gave try hard 
And it just didn't appeal to me in any way, shape or form. I was just like, girl, I, I really want to like you, but I just can't just the way you, you're just like that arrogant person in the back of the class who goes, um, weren't we supposed to have a homework assignment, Mrs. Um, uh, um, Nelson? Like they just gave me that. <laughs> Yes. This is the person that Luka comes off as to me, and I just hate it. That very irritating ass energy, like, girl, go shut up, read a book, do something. <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of like, well, no, because I liked Jan a little bit. Jan was at least funny. Lucy is just like a more annoying Jan. And it's like, girl, you're almost 40. Why are you acting like this? And that tired ass cartwheel, don't even get me started. Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> mm. Anyway, Lux ate her the fuck up in that lip sync two she episodes did. ago. <laughs> I was not expecting Lux did. to be a fucking showgirl like that. So that's what really made me a stand. I was like, work, bitch. Didn't know the words <laughs> of that lip sync. No, she sure I didn't know the words. She didn't know the words of that lip sync, but she turned it the fuck out. I could tell. I've been to enough drag shows. Yep, she was just like pink. She was like pink flamingo for the girls. Yeah. She was turning it up. <laughs> Ciao. So speaking of turning it out, um, Miss Beyonce played us again. We, it is yet another day and no visuals. When do you think we're going to get them? I, you know, I saw some TikTok there yesterday that got my heart racing, talking about, oh, it's going to be her wedding anniversary. And I'm like, child, if them visuals were coming, we would have a more of an indication, I feel like. You know, she loves a surprise, but I also feel like at this point, she would give us a little heads up when they were coming. And I honestly, I don't know. I feel like maybe during the tour or after, I don't think that we're going to get them prior to because she's going to be, you know, starting off the tour in a couple of weeks, I believe, right? Or mm -hmm. in May. So in I'm May. just like, I don't know. I That's what I think. Know. Like, I think... We're probably going to get them during the tour. I honestly, and I said this to a friend, I think she's going to wait until the year anniversary of the album. Yeah. And I'd be, yeah. I'd be okay with that, honestly, because at this point, like, it is what it is. <laughs> but summertime is great for everyone to shake their ass and have a great ass time. So I'm, I'm here for it. Exactly. Whatever she want to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. I do know, though, <sighs> Giselle be playing games. So. I don't know. He does. I don't know. Uh, she, she, she's a Virgo. You can play so right know. along with her. <laughs> <laughs> like, two can play that game, Miss Mamas. Like, let's go. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited for the tour. Like, I cannot wait. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about that up until we actually go oh, yeah, after. I'm uh, uh, so excited. I think everyone in the house is going, I think, right? I think yeah, everyone, everyone is going. <laughs> And like, I love that for us, honestly. Love that I'm for so us excited. too. I'm so excited. And then, this uh, is my first Beyonce solo tour, by the way. I just wanted to mention that real quick. What are you serious? Yes, I have never seen anything previously. I was too broke, too young. And honestly, um, <laughs> now that I am able to, I am going to tear it the fuck up. But one thing I just want to um, mention before we move on because, child, this got me fucked up. I wanted the disco hat from the promo for the tour. Mm -hmm. This girl from Etsy made it for her. Save it to her stylist. She didn't know who the fuck she was making it for. And obviously she raised the price up, which honestly, I don't care. Um, but I saw that they were going on sale and she had to do drops because she says everyone deserves a Beyonce quality hat. And I appreciate that effort, you know. And child, come to find out, these damn Swifties have been buying them out to wear to this damn Eras tour, and it's pissing me the fuck off. So y'all T Swifties, I'm just I'm pissed off at y'all. Y'all got me fucked up. Y'all buying something that's not even for y'all, and y'all just ruining the experience for all of us. So that's just a middle finger to y'all, honestly. But you know what the them Swifties are, and no shade to my Swift uh, my Swifty friends. There's like three of y'all. Um, <laughs> but the fact that's okay. is. You got you got bitches sitting here like twerking and shit and grinding to at Taylor Swift concerts and it's like, what songs um, does she have that require all that? Like, please what? tell me. Yes, I saw a video on TikTok and this girl was just like throwing her back, her literal back, like on her man. And 
I'm like two wildest dreams, two like uh, <laughs> love story. Like what? What? What are you? Come on now. Like, ugh. Some music just gives me sitting down if you're sad or you're waiting for the bus or maybe just, you know, drinking while <laughs> like some uh, peppermint <laughs> mocha while you're studying for a test or an exam or something. Girl, I, I, her music is not Ashley music. What? It's really not. And so I'm just sitting here like, y'all are doing the most as usual, but you know what? Child, good, good, good for them. <laughs> good for fucking it can them. Happen, honestly. You know, and speaking of extra, Miss Chloe Bailey, um, she released her album last week. Did you get a chance to listen to it? Mm-hmm. I did. And um, if I had to give a number out of 10, I would give it an eight. Oh, okay. That's higher than I would give it. Cause I well. I, I give it somewhere between a six and a half and an eight. And here's why. Okay. I love Chloe okay. Down. And you know I love Chloe and Halle. Like, love them down. Gorgeous. Yep. Can sing. I love the fact that she owns her sexuality and she treats these niggas how, you know, niggas be treating everybody else. I, I love that about mm-hmm. her. The album just feels very disjointed to me. It feels mm-hmm. much like a lot of her singles. Like it's, I know she's young. She's like 24. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel that she still needs to find her voice now that she's not mm-hmm. with her sister. And I, it's, it's not that it's bad. It's just, maybe it's just not for me. Maybe it's just cause I'm like older. I don't know. But I, I really want to root for her. I bought the album. Like that's how much I want to root for her. And I yep. really want her to be successful, but it's just like, I need her to take a step back and really regroup and figure out who Chloe is, like sound-wise, person-wise, all that. I think the sophomore album will be a lot better. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, once they, you know, regroup, get back in the lab and do what they got to do, it's going to sound even um, more better than this one. I'll tell you what my issue with this album was. Um the number of singles dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, Body Dude could have been a cute surprise for all the girls. Um, you, like, girl, you just dropped everything, like, um, like damn near half the album before it even dropped. So I was just like, I, I, I don't, this is too much. <laughs> like, it just was too, too much for me to but, process. But the gag is, yeah. though, like, a lot of the singles that she dropped weren't even on the album. So I was like, so what were you doing? Just releasing music just to release it? Like... <laughs> And I get that that's right. you know, something and, that they do now, but yeah. Yeah, and that's my thing is like, child, you you were better off putting like Treat Me and all that stuff on there because what the fuck? This <laughs> is like, and people were very disappointed because they wanted that same quality and energy that you were giving last year because we were in it. We were tuned the fuck in. We were like, oh shit, this album is going to be fire. Da, 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 da. And people are allowed to be disappointed. And some people were like, oh, y'all got to give Chloe space to be made. And that's all fun and dandy. But honestly, when you get di- disappointed like this, like I get it because it took me a couple listens to appreciate the album more. Maybe that's just where my eight came from. But honestly, mm-hmm. You know, she's this is her debut album. So there, you know, usually debut albums for me in my eyes, at least the standard was back in the day, is like it has to hit, you know? Mm-hmm. So exactly. And that's how and that's why I'm like, you know, the singles I love. I loved a lot of the singles, except for the one with Christopher Brown. Um, I don't oh, think that was needed. Uh but She's so talented. And so when I heard the album, I was like, a lot of the production too, it's just like, you couldn't really hear her. You heard more of the music than her. And she had some effects on her voices in some of the songs. And you don't need that. You are not, I'm not even going to name some of the Not with a voice like that. Right. You got a voice, girl. You don't need to be doing all that. So, you know, I I root for her. That's all I got to say. She got a couple movies coming out. She has one coming out April 7th called... Praise this. It's going to be on Peacock. So watch it, y'all. Um, and she has some other stuff coming out. You know, Hallie has Little Mermaid next next month. I almost said next year, child. Next month. <laughs> next month, yeah. 
Little Mermaid gonna be tuned into that. I secretly want to buy a Barbie doll just to support her because you know. Period. Um, They've been giving her a lot of shit. You know these saltines do the most anyway, and that's what I was saying. Like people are so upset that this black girl is this redhead mermaid, and they're like, "Well, how would y'all like it if we made Rosa Parks?" white and i'm like first of all ariel is a fictional fucking character let's start there and i'm like and if you really want to get into it i'm all like a lot of african folklore is based around mermaids so let's not pretend that black mermaids don't exist if they like you know (laughs) in that sense so it just comes from a place of them just wanting to see themselves and all themselves and then they forget that they have all of that there's there's, it goes all the way back honey people were playing other races white people were playing other races for years and years and years and years and y'all just y'all can never be satisfied y'all always have to try to ruin someone's you know come up or anything like that and honestly it pisses me off and that just makes me want to support the movie more so if i have to see it five or ten times i will um and the way that y'all go out of your way to tear down um black women especially just pisses me the fuck off and honestly y'all can go to hell yeah so Period. And it's like black women have enough of a hard time just existing in this world, you know? And so okay. the hate that like Hallie gets and Beyonce and Chloe and mm-hmm. Hel- like Janet, Mariah, and even who's that basketball player um, who just won their championship? The W. I believe her name is Angel. Or- Angel. Rachel. If we're wrong, sorry, y'all. Um but yeah, the fact that she did the exact same thing as that little white girl did and people are like calling her disrespectful and arrogant and all this other shit. And it's like... Meanwhile, the doll just did it to her like not too long ago. Right. Like, Didn't she... Was it the same game or like the game before? Like something yeah, like... it was the same game. She... Because they... I believe they, they won that game and, and, you know, she was celebrating and everything. And when she did it back to her, I see people from the likes of like fucking Keith Oberman's bitch ass talking shit about saying this is... What a fucking idiot. Called her a fucking idiot. And then went on to Act go track. say, oh, something like... Shout <laughs> Went along the lines to say, like, something like, oh, well, I don't really keep up with it. So why the fuck are you talking about it then, bitch? Shut the right. fuck up. And Why are you running your fucking mouth? Exactly. Because it's like, <laughs> you have, like, Keith had been, uh, he's been a sports newscaster since 1981. So longer than any of us have been alive. So you should know better. You should know this is mm-hmm. just how sports is. You've seen enough men shit talking in sports over the last 40 years. You know better, motherfucker. So it's 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 exhausting. Shout out to it's the black women. Do it, so. Like shout out to all the like beautiful black women who are listening. Even if you're not listening, for shout real. out to you anyway. We love you because this world does not deserve y'all for real. And you're valid. Period. Like, ch- ugh. anyway. But um, what? This has been fun. I'm loving this. I'm like, I'm loving this too. Like, we're going to have a good time doing this podcast. And this is very much not like how y'all's other podcasts y'all listen to are going to be. Like, we are are homosexual Negroes, like I said. And we are going to (laughs) run our mouths and be shady. And, yeah. Speaking of being shady, I know you don't watch SWV and Escape, that show. But do you know anything about it before we wrap up? I know that there was a tiff between Tamar and Candy, and there was something something about drama about that. Um, and I know that they were cussing each other out, and Tamar said, like, Candy can't sing, which I agree with. And uh, basically, <laughs> there was this, some mess about Carlos, a Carlos King, I believe his name is. Um, oh, I and I've heard something about a sister and money. Yeah, just yes. mess. So the money, well, there's two things that I wanted to talk about. First off, uh, the money. So there's two sisters, Tamika Scott and Tasha Scott. Apparently, Tasha, who is the older sister and one of the leads in Escape, um, she stole her sister's money, her royalty check for $30,000. Oh, my God. And tried to lie about it, right? And so it was a whole thing like on the TV show, but then it spilled over to the internet. And... 
Tasha was just all like, oh, you know, she's a liar. She's this. And they were, her and her husband were sending Tamika like blackmailing texts talking about, be careful what you say, because we still have like access to your sex tape and blah, 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 blah. Which first off, why did you give your sister your sex tape? Like I, child, anyway. But yeah, it was all this shit. And like, um, Tamika, uh, Tasha's husband was like talking shit about candy and like talking about, uh Todd was going around like purposely seeking out trans women and like sucking their dick and all this other shit and I'm like talking about a whole bunch of shit but the money everybody's just like who cares about all that Candy and Todd are open they can do whatever the fuck they want to do what are you doing you scammer where's this girl's money like Tamika actually had to like go to Tiny's mom who was like set them up with like the royalty thing and like had she had all the receipts like Here's the address it went to. Here's the bank account it went to. Here's the email. And none of that was uh, Tamika's. And so now it's come out, like, now that Tasha has basically been called out and all this other shit and her husband's trash, like, they really did have the money and they were talking about, oh, well, we were just looking out for you, da 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 So why did you lie? Why did you do this whole production and lie? Like, money by holding on to my money, bitch. It's my right. money. <laughs> right and then like was all this drama and like she didn't want like tasha didn't want to be in the group no more and it was a fucking yeah, mess and then like the other part of it is um swv and uh escape were supposed to do, like do this tour like and they were supposed to co-headline it but candy was like oh i think we should headline because we have more social media followers and people will come and see us rather than escape because i mean rather than swv because no one y'all not relevant no more like that's what her and tiny were saying and wow i was just like first of all i listen to swv all the time i can name about five or six swv songs i can only name like two escape tracks like let's be real (laughs) like let's be real let's be fucking for real and it's like swv you got k-pop girls and boys like covering their songs sampling their music they are way more relevant now than Escape will ever be. Like, yeah, Candy, you may got followers, but you are a masked singer winner who released a single the day you won that went triple dirt. <laughs> triple dirt. Triple dirt. plexiglass. Girl. Listen, so it's like followers, and I really wish people would be all like, the more followers, followers you have does not equal support. Like... I don't know Thank how you. many times it's hits, baby. It's hits. Yeah, it's hits. And it's like you have to have shit people actually want to see. Just because you're an entertaining personality doesn't mean that people are gonna buy your music. Like, come on now. Like, how many times in the last the, 10 years? The housewife, ma'am. Yeah, like girl, please. Like, it's it was ridiculous, but it's it, it was shenanigans. Like, if you need some messy listeners, if y'all need some messy shit. SWB versus Escape, Queens R&B on Peacock. You will get your life. And foolishness, foolishness all around. And I live for it, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I do. And I'll just say this, like, I think even if you can Google, like, the the receipts in terms of records and stuff like that, SWB is way above Escape. I can say that for sure, without even turning on my iPad. So... Like, and uh, yesterday, SWV was like, whoever was running their uh, social media account was like, pet T, because they were pulling out all the receipts. They pulled out the Spotify listeners, like, <laughs> it was so funny. And like, Coco from SWV was like, you know, we didn't sell 30 million records. Y'all sold 7 million records. So there's that. And like, the go. average listeners for Escape on Spotify are like 3.5 million a month. And like, SW uh, Escapes is like maybe like 800,000 a month. Like, wow. Like, there is no comparison. <laughs> like, it's. Such I just a remember mess. one song that they had from the Mask movie. That's it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, not from the Mask. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. <laughs> Yeah, they had a song from the movie. I was just like, oh, okay. So I'm like, Candy, we know you more for writing hits. Like, Candy is a songwriter. I will give her that. Can't sing with a damn. But Yeah, Tamar was right about that. But you can write. You can write. You know, know, bills, bills, bills. Don't think I'm not. (laughs) Like, 
Um, no mm-hmm. script. Like you can write some hits, Miss Mamas, but singing, selling out tours, exactly. I don't know. Unless you touring in like bumfuck Louisiana, you know, Atlanta, Orlando, places like that. Nah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just do not compare to weak rain anything right here. Period. You're the one. Like, Period. come on now. Like, I'm gonna go listen to them after as I edit this. <laughs> <laughs> but we are at our hour and six minute mark look at us just running our mouths and i'm, no, I'm sure that was mostly me rambling. my bad <laughs> but um thank you again for listening y'all brandon thank you again for agreeing to do this like i'm super excited for where this podcast goes um anything you want to say as we wrap up um, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. I'm excited to be a part of this, and I can't wait to see where we go with this. I'm very excited. Period. Planet Firebomb forever. Y'all better get with it, bitches. To the top to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, it's been real, y'all, and we will see y'all on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Uh...